Hello and welcome to episode one three seven. I didn't even check. I think it's one thirty-seven. I, I have no uh, idea. If not, Andrew can put some funny annotation over correcting me. Anyways, um, this is I think episode one thirty-seven of the Daybotcast. Uh, this is a weekly podcast where. I guess I should just start saying some of us come <laughs> together each week to talk about K-pop and whatever's current in the K-pop industry. Um, this week, I am joined by Baron, who I don't know if he has an intro or anything, because this is my first time appearing with him. I was going to say, shout out to Evie and shout out to Egg, because I told him I'd shut them out. All right. Shout out to both of y'all. Join Discord. That's where you can meet the both of them if you want. You can chat with us. Uh, it's Mucho Lit, as the kids say. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'm Jacob. Blow Notes actually, like, uh, right here, I think, on my shelf. But You can barely see it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's there. Anyways, um, I guess we can get the show on the road since there's only two of us and Baron doesn't really have a long introduction or anything, so. Nope. Yeah. No three things here. Anyways. Um, so this week we got only three topics. We got um, a brand new review, we got a retro review, and then we have another retrospective uh, sort of topic like we did last week for FX, uh, which I thought was kind of fun, so it should be nice this week. Um, yeah, so I guess we can just get right in the first topic. Sounds uh, good. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so... For the first topic, we have a review of the brand new album from Bulpagan Sakchungi, or Bull4, or Bulpagan Sa, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, 2.5 is the name of their new mini. And yes. So I guess I'll read the uh, track list for this, and then you can read off uh, the next topic. Um, so anyways, uh, starting off this album, we have the track uh, called Workaholic. Which, the first time I, like, heard this, it was I was kind of surprised because it's, like, doesn't sound like it, what they normally come out with. Yeah, like, I don't really know anything about them, but okay. I was like, oh man, this is this is way different than what I was expecting. Yeah, it's a lot more, like, uh, I guess, mature. Like, it almost it reminded me of, like, a Sunmi song or something like that, I guess. Like, yeah. a Sunmi, like, B-side or something. Um yeah, it's definitely a more like mature progressions uh, for them. Um, it's got almost like a darker, more mysterious tone to it, which I think is kind of interesting like theme for them to take on. Uh, I thought the guitar work from Jiyoon, who is the uh, the member who doesn't sing usually, she usually like she plays, the one, plays the so guitar. She's the one without the blue hair. Yes. Okay. Um, and the bass line in this I thought was also really nice. I'm not sure if she played that or not. I don't know if she plays bass it, or not. It was really good, though. I, I, yeah. I noticed that, too, as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, the only negative I had for this song was I felt like the melody for the chorus sounded a little bit similar to Balm, which was their last single. Oh. So, but um, other than that, I thought it was a great song, and I really enjoyed it, so. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, I've kind of made fun of this group in the past because... All their music kind of sounds samey to me. Like it was like kind of like yeah. it kind of blends together. But I really love this song. <laughs> uh, fantastic song. Uh, mm. I think maybe because like you like people have been saying it's like a little bit different than the stuff they normally put out. 
and maybe that's why it kind of captured me or whatever. But it definitely has like I went back and I listened to all their their back stuff as well over the mm. past week, and it's their their past stuff is like very almost like like feel good like happy, and this is yes. like a little bit different vibe to it. It's like a little bit like you said, a little bit darker, a little bit. I'm definitely on board with that. Okay. Um, the guitars were great. Uh, I really like the snapping in in the song. Good use yeah. of that. And then I noticed that on a couple songs they have like a little electric guitar that comes in at the end. Yes. It's like kind of faint, but that's a nice, very nice touch. I thought that yeah. was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So next up we have twenty five, which also kind of uh, much in the vein of the previous song, Workaholic, which we just talked about. Is much more. It's much more electronic than we're used to, I guess, than the previous song, or than not than the previous song, than their previous work. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, however, I like, I like the low tempo, like electronic beats that they use throughout. It kind of gives it kind of a bubbly yeah. sort of vibe, almost. I guess like yeah. the beats themselves kind of feel almost like bubbles popping every once in a while, kind of. Um. I think Ji Young's like understated vocals I thought were really great and uh, even the dynamics of like the overall melody I thought was interesting um, it almost felt like she was kind of like rapping in some parts which I found kind of interesting like I guess yeah. just it's not like sing rap it's like rap sing I guess if that makes <laughs> sense uh, it's like on the other side of the that spectrum um, and yeah overall I thought this was a really good song but I don't think it was better than their previous title tracks because I am one of the people who really likes their past work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like overall, I, s- I still thought this was a really solid song. And I thought it was a good progression of. I think it's a good direction they're going in. I do mention later that I almost don't want them to keep going in this direction, but I wouldn't mind it if they do. I'll yeah. explain later what I mean by that. <laughs> um,. Oh, also the MV, shout out to that. I thought the visual uh, aesthetic of that was really nice with like the different color palettes they made. Uh, Ji-Young's blue, ha- blue hair looks really amazing. I love that. It, it, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Like, a lot of times like the very bright colors doesn't work quite well, but it looks yeah, really good. It looks so good here. Um, but yeah, like, I, I'm really impressed by the like amount of style they were able to pull off in the MV with... like. It doesn't look like they spent a ton of money on it, so like they really did a good job with what they had. So, yeah, I really yeah. like the MV on this. Uh, um, I guess we should say that uh, Workaholic also has an MV that I thought was better than this song. Oh, I didn't even. Was. All right, well, I guess I'm stupid. Cause I didn't <laughs> even know Workaholic had an MV. Yeah, I, I didn't know Twenty Five had an MV until like today when I was listening to the songs again. Yeah, um, I, cause I. Uh, I knew that that were, uh, 25 did because I thought that yeah. was just the title track and I saw it in my sub box. <laughs> uh, I, I think the workaholic one is better. It, like the same things kind of apply to it. It's okay. um, you, you can tell it's like a very low budget thing. There's only like two sets that they put in, but like they do a good job with it, and uh, both of them are pretty good at like it's like a kind of a hammy mm. kind of campy video, and they do a good job acting in it. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm watching this right now. It's like uh, sort of office environment, the train. It's yeah. kind of like everyday life sort of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's, 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 it's kind of funny. Like she goes to the job and like hates it and then like rides the subway home and then passes mm. out and then rides the subway to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely is fitting for the uh, the title of the song. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> for 25, the song. Yeah. I'll say like the first time I heard it, I didn't quite like it that much. Mm. Um, it was kind of like... 
I'm not sure what was off with it. it like maybe felt like a little too. I get you mentioned the word bubbly. Like I definitely kind of got that vibe to it or something. Yeah. But I listened to it many times since then. Yeah. And I kind of, I do like it a lot more now than I did okay. initially. I think more like once I got accustomed to it and got more familiar with it, mm. um, I like it more. Uh, it's a nice song. I don't. I definitely don't like it nearly as much as Workaholic, but okay. it's a very good song as well. Yeah. Um, I could probably agree with that. I think I like Workaholic a little bit more, just because it's a little yeah. more like uh, starkly different than what we're used yeah. to hearing from them. Um, so yeah. Uh, coming up next is XX, which, in contrast to the last two songs, I think is more of a return to form as far as the music style yeah. goes. Yeah, this is like um, what I expected from them, like yeah. this type of music. Yeah, like um, it's kind of weird because like, while I'm glad they're trying something new stylistically, I think I'd prefer them to continue making this sort of music, except yeah, expand like keep expanding in this direction rather than stay in the same spot. I mean. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this, like, it works really well for, uh, at least for me, like, it hasn't really gotten old even after a few years. Um, I guess for you, it's the opposite. You just, it's just, well, I mean, same. it's, it's not but, like I dislike it. Like, yeah. I think it's like, I went back and listened to their whole back catalog, yeah. like I said, and it's all good music. Like, I don't yeah. dislike any of the music. It's just kind of like it blends together. Just so more variation. Yeah, like, I listened mm-hmm. to, like, the whole Red Planet album, and it's, like, yeah. I can remember, like, two things from the album. Mm-hmm. And, like, I liked it, and it's a good album, but I just can't really differentiate it. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. if I listened to it more, I'd be able to get more familiar with it. And yeah, for me on, like, Red Planet, my the standouts are, like, uh, obviously, like, Galaxy. That song's classic. Yeah, Galaxy is very good. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Hard to Love is one of my favorite ballads from them. I really love that song on the album. Um, yeah, anyways, back to XX. Um <laughs> I think if they continue to like develop their previous signature song or sound, I mean, and this is the big part for me is uh like I'm more than okay with them going into more of a like mature direction with their music, but I'd like them to avoid the like electronic sound altogether because yeah. I think they would benefit more from musically and continue to stand out that way. Cause I think having sort of like a, just uh i don't know how to put it like grassroots i guess like we do it yourself sort of ethos to them like like they're yeah. just like a, like a, a kind singer, of like a singer a songwriter type yeah. yeah exactly exactly um and i think that's what's really charming for them is that is like the kind of quirks they have and i think um taking away the uh physicality i guess of the instruments they're using i think would harm that more than help so yeah i can definitely see that yeah, that's that's basically like where my headspace is as far as like them changing their sound. Like I do want them to continue moving uh, towards something, you know, maybe more mature, maybe something completely different in genre. But I want them to keep with the like sort of acoustic or uh, traditional instrument sort of uh, thing they have going on. I guess. So. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not jumping the gun here. But what do you think about this version compared to the acoustic version of the song? Um, yeah, we can talk about both of those okay. now. So, yeah. I actually really like the acoustic version, like, way more. And yeah. Uh, the reason for that is I think the, like, the guitars and the vocals are way more crisp. And I think the reason for that is that all the, because it's stripped back more, all the individual layers of the song have a lot more room to breathe. Yeah, as they're far more as prominent. Like, yeah. Yeah, as far as, like, the sound space goes. And I think for this sort of song, it really really makes the best part of the song just stand out front and center for me. 
So yeah. like, I I think it's much better than the regular one, which I already thought was a great song. So it's it's interesting because I definitely think the opposite. Like okay. I like both of them. The 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 acoustic version is like maybe a little bit too bare bones for me. Like okay. I, it's good and I can appreciate it, but yeah. since I don't have as much familiarity with the artist, mm. it like doesn't quite connect with me. Gotcha. And I like that there's a little bit more going on in the the album version or like the non-acoustic mm. version. Yeah. Um. And it's a great, a very good song. Like they're I love the way on older songs, uh, Ji Young's is that her name? Ji Young. Her, yeah, Ji Young is the like, singer, singer, and then Ji Yoon is the guitarist. Yeah, uh, they, they they do a great job matching her vocals to the instrumentals, and they like very they play well together on like all the songs. It seems. <laughs> yeah, um, I could definitely see that. Like, I think there's merit to both. Uh, like, there's definitely merit to both uh, versions. I like both of them. Like, but I think the acoustic like. What I like about it is that it's so stripped back and it's just like yeah. back to basics, like sort of like I could see myself being there and seeing it live. Like, I guess yeah. is kind of the appeal to me is that yeah, it's just simple and uh, does the basics like so well, I guess, basically. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I um, definitely get that. So next up, we have the song Taste. Uh so right off the bat, I this is one of my favorites on the album. Like, um, there's a couple that I really liked, uh, especially. Um, so for taste, I really like the like guitar intro for the song. It's like a high energy version of a lounge acoustic song, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it's a little faster paced, but I could still see it being in that genre if it's a little bit slower in tempo. Um, uh, this is the kind of thing I think would be more like what I described with the last song. Like it doesn't sound exactly like their own music, but it continues with the acoustic song. Uh, acoustic sound doesn't get too far on the weeds as far as incorporating electronic songs go, and it doesn't sound exactly like their old music. I think, yeah. like something like this, I think would be a nice progression for yeah. me. Like. This is the type of music that kind of picks me up. So, like, if they mm. continue doing music like this, I'm all in. Yeah. If they go back to doing, like, their their last album specifically was, it, like, didn't quite mesh with me. Oh, but, like, uh, this style. Are you talking about the Bohm album, Pewter, Pewter yeah. Book 1? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah but, like, this style of music and this song specifically is fantastic. Like, I'm yeah. definitely here for this. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, for me, like, uh, Peak Ballpark Gun for me is Red Diary, like, both of those albums. Um, they're yeah. just really fun and sweet, and uh, we're definitely a progression off of Red Planet. Um, whereas I feel like Puberty Book almost sounded like going back to Red Planet again. Yeah, pu- pu- um, Puberty Book that was my like probably my least favorite one. That I, definitely- I I think so also. Like I yeah. I think Balm is a great song, but I don't really listen to the other ones as much. Although I think that's mostly just because that's the album I've listened to the least from them. Yeah. So. I could go back and revisit it and see if I think differently, but definitely um, Red Diary followed by Red Planet would be like the classics yeah. for me. This I need more time with, obviously, but uh, great album still. Um, yeah, I, I think for this one, like like I said earlier, like the instrumentals in this one are just fantastic and they, they flow really well with the vocals. Yeah. And also like the the electric guitar makes an appearance again at the end of this song as well. And yes. like the, the chorus is a ton of fun and like there's that the oh 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 like part where you can sing along with it. It's, mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh one other thing I, I really love how like whispery uh Ji Young's voice is in the song. I think that stood yeah. out really well to me. 
Yeah, she does those like whisper vocals very well. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have lastly, uh, day off since we already did the acoustic version of XX. Um, yeah, I re- this was probably my favorite on the album. I don't know. Like it's between taste day off and XX, like because they're all like equally really good for me. Um. Uh, like the phone noises, the static. I th- I think those really, <laughs> like I I really like the like ambient like like uh, working yeah. in with like ambient noises and stuff like that. I think it makes it sound so cool. Um, especially if you have like uh, speakers or headphones that kind of have the dynamic range to sort of like play with it enough um the t- even like like the twinkly piano that was sprinkled in on certain parts also sort of like helped to set up like kind of a almost environment within the song um i also think this easily has her best vocals on the like on the whole album uh yeah the chorus is really simple it's really catchy and yeah like i thought this song turned out like so nicely so yeah i think this is probably my favorite on the album it reminds me of a lot of like uh singer songwriter type music from like maybe like the mid 2000s so yeah i really like this yeah i really like the intro like you said there's like the cool like ambient sounds and then i like how it's called like day off and then you can hear just like her ignoring the phone vibrating yeah, I think yeah. like a really good touch the, the part i don't like is the static noise at the beginning oh like, okay especially if you're listening to it like it kind of loudly mm. like it kind of pierces my ears when I listen to it. I was like, oh man, that's kind of aggressive. Okay. And I, I listen to it on like a normal volume. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. just like, sometimes I listen to music kind of loud and it was a little bit too much. Yeah. That's, that's me when I listen to like, uh, like eyes one or something, for example, oh, yeah. like if you just leave your volume up too loud and listen to like their new song vampire, you just, oh, your yeah. ears just die. <laughs> Cause it's all like really high frequency. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm assuming. So, yeah (laughs) um so yeah that's i think that's everything for the music um so i guess we can go into ratings from here yeah uh so for music uh i'm still teetering between like by like a half point for the music like on one hand i want to give it a six but i almost want to give it a 6.5 after listening to it a couple times more for the yeah review um I don't know. I think for now I'll leave it at a six and um, I guess just leave it with a note that it could increase later, I guess. Yeah. So six out of seven for music is what I gave it. And then for concept, I gave it 2.5 out of three because I thought the MV for 25 was especially good. And then uh, I thought Workaholic was really good as well after just watching it during (laughs) while talking about it. Um, So yeah, 2.5 out of three for the concept. So overall, I gave it 8.5 out of 10. Okay, so this might be surprising, but I definitely did not expect to like this going into it, mm. uh, and I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I do like it, and Workaholic specifically was a fantastic song. Mm. Um, so I'm going to give this a 6 out of 7 for music as well. Okay. And then for styling, I think largely because I really enjoyed the Workaholic music video. 25 music video was very good as well, but not as good. Yeah. And also, I, I felt like the Workaholic music video is like a little bit maybe relatable for me. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm going to give them actually a 3 out of 3 for styling. So oh. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Awesome. All right. I'll take it. So I think that'll average to being a truly Daybok album. So I'll I'll definitely take that for a Bullfuckout album. And I, I awesome. think it's definitely unexpected for me. I definitely did not expect to give this that high of a score going into it. Yeah, it's also surprising that you gave a higher score than me for one of my favorite <laughs> groups. 
so yeah that's that's really funny um so yeah i guess from now from so overall nine out of ten uh from the two wait i didn't we didn't give notes from the other guys right i don't think we did okay i'm gonna just I'm not positive type in i don't remember seeing anyone else's scores so yeah i don't either um because nobody else cares yeah, the only time anyone else is, the last time anyone else has mentioned Bulfogon is stew and food and cooking, talking about <laughs> Bulfogon stock travel like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't think anybody else gave a score. So with that, nine out of ten, truly Daybuck album, um, and we can go on to a, another truly Daybuck album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so we wanted to do a retro review of I use Chatshire. Yes. Um, oh, I think I literally just showed the Discord messages on the overlay. Oh well, sorry, video people. Um, <laughs> I guess you'll get a sneak peek. Or Andrew, can you please uh, censor that? <laughs> I, if he listens to this, we'll see if he does. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anyways, our next topic. Yes. Off the Retro air. review of I use Chatshire. Yes. Um, I just jump into the songs? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. So this is, like many of uh, I use albums, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, it starts out with the opening track, uh, Shoes, or New Shoes, depending on how it's translated. Um, I think this is a fantastic opening track for an album it's like very upbeat and has like a very like trademark iu like airy vocals going on mm-hmm. um it's just like a very good like feel good song and it has kind of like the like kind of the theme of the whole album is kind of like that alice in wonderland type mystical thing going on yeah and has kind of like that good like nice little uh um almost like a mystical sound to it like it's kind of just like a like fairies that kind of stuff yeah. uh Great song, great intro. Um, I think this is one of her best intro tracks for many of her albums. Um, maybe not as good as like Secret on Last Fantasy. That's probably the best album intro track. Mm. But this is probably my second favorite after that. It's like a very good okay. way to open the album, and it sets. The, I th- think it sets the theme for the rest of the album very well. For sure. Um, that's also a thing that I said was like kicking off the album with a song was honestly a really nice choice because I think it sets like a distinctly like IU sort of vibe like it's yeah like it's chill and it's kind of elegant I guess in sort of way but it's mm-hmm. also really playful at the same time yeah it's, um, it's that like very, like I made notes of like multiple songs in this album where mm-hmm. they just sound playful and that's definitely true yeah <laughs> I think that's definitely the point, especially with it being sort of like an Alice in Wonderland inspired concept. Yeah. Um, like I thought the in this song the uh, guitar and the string instrumentals are really nice, and uh, like I use vocals are sweet as always, um, and even like like this is something that's kind of a trademark of her is that her voices are like powerful at times, but she does such a great job of making it sound completely effortless, like she's not even yeah. trying. And yeah. that's just what's <laughs> so like amazing about like I use vocals. I think is she's able to make these crazy like notes seem like trivial. I guess like even yeah. looking back at like Good Day, like the high note at the end, she doesn't like 
like she does the gasp at the end but she still doesn't really seem like she's completely straining herself out you know it's yeah. it's just her vocal style is amazing and it's one of the reasons i love her music so for sure for sure um so the next track is uh zizi zeze i'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it um th- this is definitely a song where like the 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 sound of the music matches like the lyrics so, like the lyrics are about like she's like apparently this is based on like a, a book that yep. people read in korea um and like that's the, the name of the tree so she's like the tree and she's talking to like this kid yeah and so like it's like very like playful type lyrics and like the sound itself the music matches what the, the lyrical content is yeah a- and it just like it co- comes right after shoes which has the same like feel to it this yeah. kind of continues the theme it develops like the alice in wonderland like kind of mystical thing going on um the instrumental is fantastic like all iu songs it's got great strings in it uh i use vocals of course are amazing yep um chorus is really fun and then also everyone should watch the like the special live performance of this on youtube where she yes. has like the, the like three guitarists and like someone playing like some weird drum thing um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure what the instrument is to be honest but it's a very great live performance you should definitely watch it yeah it's like uh it's one of those one to one the k videos right yeah exactly. yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about then i watched that so many times <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah all right um so like speaking of like the lyrical content this song had like a really big controversy surrounding it yes where yes, like um so like the lyrics are telling you know zay like they're telling the kid to the tree to climb up her yeah. so it, people were like uh accusing her of being a like having pedophile lyrics yeah because it's like they're almost like sexual in connotation but like i don't know i i personally wouldn't uh like i i guess i could see where people are coming from because the character is a child but i think she intended it to mean like a man you know it it was a very like weird controversy like supposed to be sexual i guess like the first time I heard the controversy, I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, it almost seems like hard to believe that that. Yeah. Like I use a pedophile. It was a very strange yeah, thing. I don't. <laughs> like, you guys are overreacting um, to this. Yeah. So I definitely was not on board with any of that. Yeah. It was kind of weird too. Like, this is one of the only times I've seen where there was a kind of a controversy about lyrics and K-pop. Because, yeah, because usually people just ignore it. Yeah. Well, people either ignore it or like the thing I said was like most big idols tend to like play it fairly safely in that regard that's that's very true like because it's got to be as marketable as possible even if it is their artwork i guess it's like kind of you do have to be kind of conservative at times when it comes to those things but i don't know this is uh like honestly this is one of my all-time favorite iu songs like i this is I, this is probably the song that I've listened to the most, I think, it maybe. Oh, interesting. Like, I've listened to this a lot. Like, uh, yeah. Um, like, I love the blend of, like, traditional uh, instruments, such as, like, the piano and the bass and the guitar, with, like, electronic elements used on her voice and, like, the me, me, me yeah. parts of the chorus. Um, yeah, and, like, the, the chorus is super catchy. And, like, yeah, again, this is just a song I find myself listening to, like, really often. So... 
Yeah, like it's it's up there for being like my all time favorite song from from IU. I really really like it. Yeah. Um, like it's up there with like Good Day and like stuff like that. I re- I really really love this song. So, yeah. Also it's- another another positive for me I, I kind of is the controversy. I kind of like that it's controversial. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I've I think a lot of times uh, in the current day art's not really offensive enough sometimes. So I kind yeah. of just like that it has a little bit of controversy attached to it. So yeah, it's kind of cool. It, and, and the controversy actually extends into the next song too, because people were kind of tying in the music video for 23 into oh, like the same thing. I did not know um, about that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I guess we'll talk about 23 now too. So for 23, um, this is one of my favorite IU title tracks for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think I've said before that I generally intentionally completely ignore old lyrical aspects of k-pop um i just don't really look at the lyrics never read about the lyrics never pay attention to them in any way this is this song was an exception Mm. and i only looked into the lyrics because of the controversy about them Mm. so people were like trying to like point to certain things in the lyrics of the song to like match up with like the the pedophile thing yeah and they like completely missed the point of the song (laughs) like the point of the song is and i'm a little bit surprised yeah, yeah, like, I'm a little bit surprised that her label allowed her to, like, go this direction with the song, because the song is kind of, like, about how she she's, like, having mixed feelings about whether or not she should assert herself as an adult or, like, continue kind of, like, because, like, especially her earlier albums, she was, like, very, yeah. like, infantilized, and, like, the styling was very, like, much, like, um, like, innocent, pure concepts. Yep. And she makes like references in the song to like, do I want to like go back to being like the innocent little character playing thing? Or do I want to like be an adult? And like that dichotomy is like something you wouldn't really normally expect in a K-pop music video. Yeah. And there's, and there's like multiple things of like where she dresses up like in her old type styling. And then like, she like makes a voice and like the, the, the vocals in the lyrics kind of like, match up together so there's like call and response parts where like she's talking to herself yeah and then like she talks to herself in the lyrics and it's really fun um and and i think the song does a very good job meshing all that together which is why it makes it one of my most favorite yeah Uh, and on top of that it's just like a very enjoyable fun song to listen to yeah like i i think i totally agree with that in that like at least in my mind i see this as kind of like the turning point of when yeah. IU sort of like took ownership over her own music because I think uh, Shotshire is like the the beginning of like what I call like modern IU I guess yeah. in that she took a lot more ownership over the like artistic aspects of her work and uh, like I was talking about this and I think it was in my uh, algorithmic art class it sounds weird but it's it's a cool class um <laughs> And we were talking about how, like, like especially with the postmodern movement, I guess, like, it's, like, the, pe- the art piece itself is often not the art, but the context surrounding it is. Yeah. And, like, obviously the art itself, this song is fantastic, like, even as just a pop song, but I think, like, the context surrounding it, like, adds another, like, sure. really awesome layer to it. So, yeah, like... Uh, there are a few, like, like a few K-pop artists that I always make sure to check out the lyrics for, and, um, like, I use not really one of them, but, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think, like, maybe I should, almost, 
because like like it's like I have read a lot of the lyrics to a lot of her songs just because um like they always seem to have some sort of thoughtfulness behind them I guess and even yeah. with her like short film series like uh Persona like she clearly puts a lot of like thought into her work and uh sort of expresses herself very well that way so yeah I, yeah. I guess I should probably add her into like that sort of uh tier like cause like like everyone knows how much I love Epic High and like their lyrical content is a huge thing there even if I don't speak the language fluently I always every time look at the lyrics for every single song that comes that they put out because yeah. it's it's really thoughtful and uh yeah that's that's one thing I do definitely um, appreciate about 23 like I spammed the hell out of the song when it first came out <laughs> yeah so did I yeah like <laughs> I use like carefree almost sounding vocals like again like they lend so well to the infectious hooks of the verses and especially in the chorus yeah, which, like, it's, an, it's an amazing chorus like it sucks you right in like it's so catchy yeah. Um, yeah and again like the funky and fun instrumentals like really bring the song so much energy like from the bass line to the string section to the like electric guitar rips in the background everything is so well done and yeah. I definitely agree that it's easily one of her best title tracks um, and I think like, honestly, for me, the song was an, like, is it instant classic? Like as soon as it came out, like it never for gets sure. old. It's so good. Yeah. So, and, and I think like the music video too is, I, I really like kind of those like weird music videos where like, like oh, Red Velvet does it a lot. Yeah. Where it's, I like, love a little surreal bit strange. music videos. Yeah. yeah. And like, so I think this is honestly, this might be my favorite K-pop music video. If not, it's certainly up there. Um, yeah, it's it's it'd definitely be up there as one of my favorites. Like, I always say my personal favorite is uh, Red Velvet's music video for one of these nights. I really, really just love the oh, cinematography and sets yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it's not even a music video that costs a ton to make. It's just like yeah. I love the visual design on it, and that's this this one also like is there for me like with the mixtures of like different sets and transitions and like two D yeah. animation and three D. I, I love like those like the whole end where it's like. Like weird 2d cutouts and they're all like distorted and stuff that, yeah that's really cool like stuff and like you wouldn't you don't see that anywhere else in k-pop music videos yeah it's just i love this kind of stuff i love like quirky and weird and like iu yeah. like like rings all those bells i guess for me in the right ways for sure. so and, and you have like like all the like the dichotomy with like her like adult self and like the her cute self with like the bear yeah. costume and like the really good symbolism and pairing and cinematography it's just fantastic definitely uh, yeah. Um, so the next song is uh, The Shower. This is just like a very beautiful IU ballad. Um, yes. You, you definitely know what you're getting when you go into like an IU ballad. It's kind of just like uh, paired back, um, beautiful strings, beautiful uh, piano. Yes. And sometimes I don't like the pacing of, especially like a lot of K-pop albums fall into this where like the album progression is either non-existent or kind of strange. Mm. I actually think this album flows really well together. Yes. And even though at the end, like it kind of bounces between ballads and up-tempo songs, I think it does a very good job with the specific songs chosen that still flows quite well. Yes. And I think this is like a good song that 
kind of brings you down from 23, which is more upbeat. Yep. And then the next song, Red Queen, is upbeat as well. This is like a nice little break. Yeah, I mentioned the same thing in my notes. Like I said, this function, uh, or the song functions kind of as a palate cleanser, like in the middle of the yeah. album, which I thought, like compositionally speaking, was a really good idea. Like, again, it's the, the thoughtfulness that really makes this album stand out to me. Like, yeah. There's a lot of, like, she put a lot of thought and care, like, her and her producers or whatever, like... It's a very cohesive album. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the next song is Red Queen. Oh, wait, wait, this hold, is... on, hold on. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe you had more to say about the actual song. Oh, no, no, go um, ahead. So, once again, uh, I use Gentle, yet, like, she's, she, like, very gently, yet, like, very masterfully controls her vocals, and, like, she's speaking, she's very, like... It's doing like almost like a whisper type of singing, like kind of like I mentioned in the Bullpug on uh, review. Um, and it's just like, it's so good. Like it's not even belting <laughs> or anything, but it's still just like, you can hear the the control in her voice. And it's awesome. Uh, like for the instrumentals, uh, I really like the, like, I don't know what it is, like an accordion or something that they were using. I, I was trying to place what that was too. Like, I thought maybe it was a harmonica, but I don't yeah, think it's a harmonica. I, I think it is an accordion. Yeah, I, that was my first thought, actually, was that it yeah. was a harmonica. But then I was like, that doesn't sound quite right. Like, yeah. it definitely sounds like something that's getting air, like, compressed through it. So I thought yeah. maybe a uh, accordion. Um, it, it's great, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I also said, like, this is a perfect song to play when you just kind of want to relax and chill out for a bit. Like, it isn't boring. It doesn't put you to sleep. Yeah. But it still has just such a nice, chill vibe to it. Yeah, it's like, I love on a lot of her ballads, like, the, the difference between her ballads, like, the difference between this and, like, some of the ballads off palette, those, yeah. like, they're very, very different, despite the fact they're all, like, IU ballads, like, yes. they don't fall into one, just one type of, st like, stereotype or something. Definitely. Um, okay, so now the next song is now Red Queen. Red Queen. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs from the album. Um, it's just, like, a very fun, upbeat song. Uh, it ha has an amazing chorus. Um, her, I mean, it kind of sounds like just repeating myself, but her the her vocals are amazing yep. as always. Instrumental is amazing. They, she always has instrumentals that suit her her vocal talents, and like yep. she's not the most talented singer, but they never misuse her vo her her voice. It always is appropriate for the song, and everything flows together and matches very well. Um, and they just do a great job with that, with the song particularly. Yeah, see, I think she is an incredibly talented singer. Like, I think she's, oh, uh, like, for me, uh, one of my favorite vocalists, easily. Yeah, yeah. She, she's definitely one of my favorite vocalists. Probably either her or Taeyeon are my, mm, my two favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's not, like, a classical opera singer or something. And I, I mean, gotcha. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, even, yeah. like, Taeyeon's a better, like, more technical singer than she is. Yes, I can um, see that. I think She's it, obviously very good. Like, I don't mean to, like impugn her talents right, her ability. Right, right. i think uh for iu like it's almost like again like that sort of uh understated effortless sort of sound yeah. is what really makes her stand out to me um like it's yeah i guess it's just a difference of taeon is like really like a power singer whereas i think yeah. iu is like uh like she really specialized in kind of like the again like understated gentle sort of vibe yeah like um yeah. Anyways, this song I thought was more of a return to like her old style almost, like yeah. where which is never a bad thing by the way. Like you could definitely see this song being on like 
maybe towards the end of Last Fantasy, but definitely you could see this on Modern Times. Yes, that's what exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Uh, I think I thought that may- mostly because it kind of brings in almost like a show tune sort of vibe. Yeah, that, yeah. Which like I thought she did so well with in the past, and like again on Modern Times. Um, like, yeah, basically like. She basically like transplanted, I guess, like her old style and like sort of like modernized it a little bit. And I think this is the album to do it on because this is the start of like her more like contemporary era, I guess, of her music. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the again, the chorus is super catchy. And uh, this one also often like pops into my head randomly on some days. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's really fun. Um and lastly, I said, like, like you said, no need to really continue commenting on her vocals. You know the drill. So yeah, exactly. Um, so the next song is "Knees." Uh, this is kind of like an interesting one because it's like a different version of a song she released uh, for winning Best Female Artist at the 2014 Eminem Asian Music Awards. Oh, so really? Like, it's the same song. Yeah, yeah. So I like, never she, knew she, that. she won Best Female Artist at the 2014 Mamas, and then she, re- like, released on, like, Lowen's YouTube page, or I guess won the, won the K. Okay. Um, it's, like, her, I think it was her first fully self-composed and self-written song, and mm. it's just um, her vocals and, like, a acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, and then that was, like, in December of 2014, and okay. then this album came out, like, October 2015, okay. and then they released this song, and it's the same lyrics as the other song, but obviously it has like it has a piano it has yeah. like strings it has like a much more developed instrumental I, I think i obviously love both versions i think yeah. this version is actually a little bit better hmm. uh because i think it's like they have different charms to them like obviously i think it's actually similar like with the two versions of xx for full four that the other one might be more like I'm not even sure which one's more traditionally like IU, but they're both very good. The other one's like very nice because it's a nice, very minimalistic song. This yeah. one's nice because it's more like a little bit more developed and produced. Yeah, uh, I think this one's a little bit better. It, this is probably the weakest song on the album, but that doesn't yeah. mean much because they're all fantastic songs. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, that being said, I really love the piano work on this song. I thought it yeah. really lended well to the overall like. I don't know how to say it. Like, I guess, like, somber, almost vibe of the song. Yeah. Um, and I think I use vocals, which are even more gentle than ever on this track, were also really good. Um, like, this really is a ballad that isn't super special in terms of, like, musical innovation, but I think it just does such a good job at the basics of what make a ballad good. Yeah. Um, and at the root of it, it's really the vocals. Like, they really do a great job um yeah like basically like it's really like a fantastic example of what i think of when thinking about a like a korean or k-pop ballad pretty much like yeah it's very much in that vein i guess and it does it really really well yeah um and i guess following like the shower and red queen this one's more like it goes like down for the shower, then up for Red Queen, then goes back down for knees, and then yep. to finish it out for glasses, it goes like back up. Yeah. Just like a little bit more like upbeat. Uh this is one of my favorite songs from the album as well. It's probably like twenty-three Red Queen, then glasses, I think. Mm. Um but amazing song. 
I, I will say, I think this, the album should have ended with this. Like, there's that weird bonus track that they threw on at the end. Oh, I don't um, even have which that. Which we'll discuss. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about it at the end. Okay. But, like, I think, like, officially, I think this is where the album ends. Mm. And then the other one, like, doesn't really count. Because um, this is, like, it, it stylistically and, like, thematically, it, like, is a nice ending place for the album. Um, I think it's a nice ending track. Uh, so on some of her previous albums, she has a tendency, like Last Fantasy specifically, she ends with maybe like too much of a downer song, mm-hmm. and I think this is a better en- type ending song. Yeah, like kind of a midway sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, but uh, the instrumental is just fantastic on this. I, yes. I really love all of like the instrumentals for all of her songs are just so amazing, and this is definitely one of the, the better ones. Uh, her vocals are, I mean, fantastic again. Everything flows together well. It's just a very fun song. Yeah. I, th- I love the, like, trotting slash, like, walking beat they sort of go with. Like, I almost feel like I'm going yeah. on kind of a scroll. <laughs> um, like, all the different instrumentals sort of, like, uh, blend really seamlessly with the vocal melody. Like, I think it just is really playful and fun, but it sort of still maintains the chill vibe like we said kind of like a midway point uh yeah. i feel like the vibe of this kind of uh ends like where it started with shoes almost um yeah like it's it's not too high energy to do homework to for example i guess i'd put it that way um and honestly i think this is a song that i kind of underrated in the past and i think now that i should listen to more often it, it definitely grew on me like the first time i listened to it the album i remember really liking 23 and red queen mm. those are like the two standouts and then this is the one song that, that really grew on me the more i listened to the album yeah like i've listened to this album like tons of times like just yeah like i never listened to this particular song like on its own ever only when yeah, i listened to I, the album so i think i should pay I, more I just, attention to it yeah i have a tendency to like on a lot of albums kind of tune out by the time you get to the end mm-hmm. so maybe you don't appreciate the end songs as much that that um, could be a thing like yeah. you're like oh let's maybe this is done like when we, like uh a couple weeks ago when we were listening to the new tool album like when i was getting towards oh, the yeah. end i was like i'm exhausted <laughs> like this is really good but i'm exhausted yeah exactly like, i guess it's kind of that but uh on a much smaller <laughs> scale <laughs> um so so the physical album of this comes with like a bonus track on the end, okay. and it's uh, it's an OST she did for the producers, which is a drama she was on. Okay. Um, the reason I think the song like it just doesn't match the, the album whatsoever. Like, yeah. It's a good song. It's also called Twenty Three, but it has no relation to the other Twenty Three song. Oh. It's not, it's not like a different version or anything. It's just a completely different song. Okay. Um, like it has the same exact title. Yeah, they're both oh, called Twenty Three. Yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> Like, oh, uh, yeah, I like 23 by IU. Oh, no, not that one. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, nobody ever talks about this because, like, it, it wasn't released, to my knowledge, it wasn't released digitally. It's only on the, the physical. Yeah, no, it's not and on here on Apple Music, like at a, least. Yeah, there was, like, a weird controversy because she, like, apparently she sampled Britney Spears' vocals in the song, but then, like, didn't give her credit. So people were like, she's stealing Britney Spears. Uh, there was something about that. But Uh-oh. the song is, like, it sounds like a Britney Spears song. It's very, mm-hmm. like, like electro which is not what you would expect from iu especially and, on this album <laughs> yeah it just it does not match the album at all it's a perfectly fine song i like the song yeah it, i don't consider it part of the album and like when i make playlists and stuff i don't include the song because okay. it just doesn't match anything else yeah i'm gonna have to look that up later because that sounds really yeah. strange it does <laughs> it is so 
Yeah, we. I think we usually don't rate rewind re- or uh, what? Are, what did we call it? Retro reviews, but um, yeah. like I probably would have given this a ten anyways. So yeah, this would be easily a ten. Like, like this is. If, if it went above ten, I'd give it above ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an eleven out of ten, not like our uh, yeah. rating scale on Discord, <laughs> which y'all should join by the way. Um, yeah, basically, I guess that's our uh, retro album review here. So, with that, I guess we can go into topic three, which I guess is more IU. Um, I guess I could sort of facilitate this topic since basically Nate and Andrew basically told us, yeah, you're going to talk your album. It's an <laughs> IU retrospective. I was like, and we, when we first got on this call, we were like, don't know what, what? that means, but we'll just go with it. I guess we'll kind of structure it like kind of like how me and Andrew did with uh, last week talking about FX. Um, so basically i guess i'll ask you like uh when and how did you first get into iu i guess that's actually a good question i think maybe i mentioned this on the first podcast i was on okay when did like my my thing but like k-pop story or whatever i I forget what the the topic was uh so i i found when i first got into k-pop it was like snsd and Yep. Like four four minute and secret and those <laughs> kind of groups. The same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so this is before Last Fantasy came out. This is like twenty eleven. Mm. So at this point IU only had Growing Up and then whatever singles she had that weren't on Growing Up, but I think yeah. Growing Up was everything. But was Yeah, so like she didn't really have that much music at this point. I really mm. liked I, I found the song uh Mia on or Lost Child, whatever the song title is. Yeah. I guess it gets both. Both. I found that on YouTube, and I was like, man, this song is amazing. This is fantastic. Because mm. uh, that's very different than, like, obviously SNSD or something. That's a yeah. completely different vibe to it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really like, to be honest, I didn't really like growing up that much. There's a lot of, especially because growing up is, like, the part of IU's career where she was featuring a lot of male artists that were just awful and they were ruining her songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like she, she wasn't getting those GD features yet. Like, like that's kind of, that comes much later. She was like, she was like basically <laughs> like the epitome of like 2009 K-pop pretty yeah. much back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like there was a lot of like weird, very weird choices on growing up where like you have like her very like airy like vocals and then you have like some sort of like male k-pop star come in and start like rapping and it's like that it just did not yeah, work it's like at, who are you all. get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so growing up didn't really catch me there was a few songs i added to my playlist but i wasn't really like an iu fan or whatever and then yeah. i kind of just like became involved in like the k-pop scene and following mm. releases and then like the next year after i got in was when last fantasy came out and yes. like the first time i listened to last fantasy i was like instantly hook mm. i was just like this is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. Um, so I need to like learn more about IU. And then I listened to that album. Oh, I've listened. It's, it's probably my most played album. Just because those first few years when I was into K-pop, I didn't have like that big of a library. Mm. So I was just like re- replaying a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. This got a lot of replays. Yeah, that's me. Like uh, if I had less, if I had less <laughs> FM back in like, 2011 yeah. 2012 like my snsd plays would probably be like half of yours maybe like they'd be ridiculous yeah um 
So I, that's when I got like really into IU was mm. through Last Fantasy and just like being able to see that there was like a different whole different aspect to K-pop that I was missing, which is like more. I don't want to like demean other K-pop, like more artistic. Like yeah. it's certainly like le- less like mainstream pop style. Like a song like yeah, more um, arty, yeah. La- like Last Fantasy itself or like Le Mans, like those are like that's like jazz songs. That's you don't hear that kind of stuff in the rest of K-pop. And yeah. I, I think I the way I'd put it is like yeah. it's very uh she was very theatrical back then, I yeah, think. For sure. I, I think the theatrical is probably the best way to describe her. Especially yeah. like her vocals are very like soaring and like the instrumentals are like full orchestras and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um and then ever since then I've followed everything she's put out and uh it's been fantastic. Yes. Last Fantasy is still one of my top five albums all time. Yes. Like I use one of those uh like artists that like like when i was in korea like you'd ask like oh who do you like like korean artists or whatever every yeah. every single time if it's a girl <laughs> iu if it's a girl you're talking about they love iu yeah like i don't know why because it's interesting because she started out as kind of like uh very much male-centric k-pop idol yeah. um mm-hmm. whereas like i guess what, what we're talking about in the last tep- topic i feel like since chashire like or maybe in modern times i feel like She's definitely become more of a, like, uh, I guess to the lesser extent of Lim Kim, I guess, like, she's, like, <laughs> a little bit woke, I guess, in that sense, is, like, I'm not a, um, doll yeah. kind of thing. Like, she's mm-hmm. very, like, I guess, female empowerment, I should say, and that yeah. she, uh, kind of took her work into her own hands and, uh, you know made it her own art yeah. i i'll put it that way i guess yeah like you can tell definitely at the beginning of her career it was like they were marketing her as like a specific type of thing yeah and like i still love the music that came out of that era but you can tell that she didn't necessarily like that style that she was being forced yeah. to play and yeah. i think she's much more in line with what she's doing now which is good to see but like yes. i mean like I, I think the best thing to point to is that there's literally a song on last fantasy called uncle and mm. it's like addressed to her uncle fans like you can't get more blatant than that <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah <laughs> so for me uh i didn't i didn't get into iu until a little bit later i'd say probably around a little bit before modern times came out i think in 2013 yeah um or maybe 2012 late 2012 maybe early 2013 um i don't remember exactly when modern times came out but um i think it was I know it was 2013. I think it was like October 2013, I think. Okay, yeah, because I know it was a little bit before then, so it was probably back in like 2013. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, so it's it basically is like kind of the basic thing through I Found Good Day and You and I. Like, I had known those songs for a long time because those are just like classics that every, everybody yeah. knows those. Yeah. But like before then, I actually like had started like listening to the albums and... Uh, so, like pre- pretty much what she had up till then mostly real and last fantasy i'd say not as much as her like really old stuff i guess yeah um, I-, I think like real and people underrate it but like real plus which is only like three songs that's yeah. also really good yeah um i i think that's like when you first get the first glimpse of like iu iu like mm-hmm. growing up is very much like work in progress like you can see maybe there's some potential there but it doesn't quite come together and then with real and real plus you kind of start seeing 
it formed together, and then like Last Fantasy is when it actually like, oh man, it's all here. Yeah, I I agree. I think like there's a lot of different like turning points. Like yeah, like 2009 to about 2011 is when it's like very much like I don't want to say cookie cutter, but it's kind of like very much shot like poster child for like girl idol and yeah. K-pop. Yeah, they didn't um, really know what they were do- like doing with her she didn't know what she was doing like it was kind of just like they tried a bunch of different stuff and it wasn't quite they didn't quite settle on what they wanted to do yeah and then i'd say like 2011 to 2013 is kind of uh her sort of starting to take more control and then between like 2013 2015 onward is kind of when i feel like she really like took everything completely specifically yeah. shot shari like what we talked about earlier like from there on it's like it's it's distinctly different i think yeah or even a, like a flower agree. a flower bookmark those two albums i really really enjoy those because those are like distinctly different from the rest of her work uh yeah and i think they really fit the vibe with like just the name of the albums themselves flower bookmark like it's very yeah i don't know uh naturey it feels like <laughs> i don't know how to expl- explain it it's just how it sounds you know what i mean i i, I do like that i hope she like continues the flower bookmark series because it's a nice little like side project from like her, her normal albums where it's like i'm just gonna make a whole bunch of remakes of old songs yes and like she does like it's not just like re-singing the, the same song she like does cool things with them and like modernizes them reinvents them um but it, it's like a nice thing that like like i think if if she released those albums as like main albums i might be disappointed by them mm. but because they're almost like a side thing it yeah. doesn't feel like she has like two two parallel tracks and it's not like you know ping-ponging back and forth between different styles or something yeah it works quite well i think <laughs> yeah i think uh i could almost agree with that like if they're released as like normal albums like people might think they're boring uh yeah i, I think that's the danger like if you don't especially if you don't like like i need like, to be in a specific mood to listen to these albums but i do often yeah. especially part two i listen to part two a lot I think part two is a lot better than part one. Yeah. Part two is fantastic. Like, I think we reviewed it and I'm pretty sure I gave it a 10. Like, I really, really liked part two. Um, I listened to it a lot, particularly sophomore year of college. So, which is when it came out, I guess. But, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like, the main thing that appeals to me nowadays about IU is, again, just her artistry. Like, I feel like she's one of those artists in k-pop who i feel like has really reined in her the control over her own art and is really again a true artist like iu epic high um you know jonghyun and his solo de- uh, solo albums i think he really was really thoughtful like again i just i really like when you can feel like the thoughtfulness in their work like you can feel yeah. them in their work and yeah. i think uh like you can definitely feel it sort of progressing until she finally sort of does it in the end i guess which is mm-hmm. it's really satisfying to me yeah we sh- I, I, like the, di- the difference between like the red shoes is my favorite iu song but mm-hmm. the difference between the red shoes or you and i which are, or you can very much tell they're written for her and she just yes. performs them yes and they're amazing and i love them but it's a very different from like 23 or or palette yep. or bb like those are very you can those are very personal songs like yes. that you can tell that 
her stories coming across in those songs. That's what makes them so good as well. Yeah. Again, even in uh, like uh, this year with Persona, I think it's like yeah, like it like that whole series felt like her music in movie form. Like it's yeah, like it f- feels very much like her, and yeah. I think she's very good at like expressing herself to the audience and uh, sort of. Uh, the way I'd put it is like sharing a piece of herself and her like sort of truth on reality, I guess. To yeah. put it in kind of yeah. overly deep terms, but <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, yeah. I'm not sure how else to really uh, expand on this topic. <laughs> so maybe we could end it there. This is a super short uh, episode. But I was going to ask, what would you think, What what's like your, your favorite IU release and okay. your least favorite? That's a good, that's a good uh, question. I don't know about a least favorite, but it's probably one of the two 2009 albums, probably for least <laughs> yeah. favorite. Like, yeah. I think those are definitely the most uh, forgettable because I think she yeah. didn't, she wasn't really uh, what I consider like quintessential IU until like real. I think real is yeah. when it really is like, for sure 2010 to 2019 like that's that's what i think of i guess (laughs) yeah usually my favorite release is that's really hard like honestly i almost want to consider flower bookmark part two like i really really i really love that um i'd also consider shot shire and palette like basically like anything she's been doing since 2015 i really like it yeah. just brings to another level. Even modern times, like that was fantastic. I think overall, I'd probably. I almost want to go for palette. I think. Yeah. Like just for I, an overall cohesive like piece, I think it works really well. I think I'd go with palette, even though it's it's really really close between like the four I just mentioned. But yeah, I think overall. That's the thing. Like it's it's hard to pick favorites because they're all so good. Yeah. Um, I I think I agree with least favorite least favorite is probably if you if you include full albums it's definitely growing up just mm-hmm. because it's like diamond in the rough like there's some potential there yeah. some of the songs are not the best like there's no bad songs but yeah they're like, questionable yeah um <laughs> the very there's a lot of things where you just you listen to them and you go that is a weird choice why did they do that yeah um i i think for me my favorite is definitely modern times it's I remember when I was waiting for it to come out that I thought there's no way this will be better than Last Fantasy because Last yeah. Fantasy was like my favorite my favorite album and I go there's no way she can surpass it so I'm just gonna like set my expectations lower mm. and then I listened to it like I don't know many many times and I was like holy crap this is actually better <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I just I really love like a lot of like the, the like the Latin vibes that flow through the album and like the big band or big band style of like Red Shoes specifically for sure. Um, it's just fantastic and obviously like all of her releases are just amazing like mm. when you look at my like top album list like half the top 10 is iu albums just yeah. because i like everything she puts out palette is amazing chat chat is amazing i i, I think the, the t- two flower bookmarks are more towards the bottom but not because they're bad only just because everything else happens to be better okay um, okay and like you said like i, I, I think, think everything she's put out it, it, like you said, it's kind of like parallel tracks. Like they're distinctly yeah. different, I think. So it's like yeah. whether you like them or not. Like Flower Bookmark Part Two, I just feel like it's it's different, but it's like a piece that I just keep going back to for some reason. Like I really yeah. love that album. It, it's fantastic. I have no complaints about it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah. Um, like, again, these are pretty short topics. I don't really know how to expand upon it because it's kind of open-ended. But um, yeah. in the comments, I'd like to hear what uh, y'all's opinion is about um, about IU, how you got into her, how you, uh, or maybe why you didn't, um, what your favorite albums are, uh, I guess, memories with listening to her music interacting with her content whatever i'm interested to hear that kind of stuff so comment down below definitely um on that kind of stuff um or post in discord or post in discord join discord um people are friendly like don't be afraid to get on and just start talking to people we we love people who stay because <laughs> we get a lot of people who join and kind of just lurk but it's all, it's all right if you want to do that also it's just uh it'd be nice to get more talkers it's always fun yeah. interacting with you guys. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, I'll wrap this up. Um, so please subscribe if you enjoy our content, this sort of thing. Uh, sort of, I guess, uh, thoughtful discussion on music, uh, concepts, etc. in K-pop. Um, again, comment. We love hearing feedback. Um, join Discord again. We're friendly. We don't bite much. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you'll listen again next week. Check out our old videos. We have hundreds of them. And yeah, thanks for listening and goodbye. Any last thoughts Later. from Baron? Nope. All right. Listen to IU. Throbbingly listen to IU. <laughs>